Hello, hello to all of you beautiful earth angels all over the world, wherever you may be. be. And today is Monday, June 10th, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and now you are listening to the International Angels Network. We're a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you'll be in the queue. International Angels Network is sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice today by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels with an S. Today I have a fascinating guest with us who has written a revolutionary book series called Shadows of Atlantis. Mara Powers discovered Atlantis at age 16 and she has researched it ever since. She's been on her own personal quest for Atlantis finding it in the hearts and dreams of those she meets, as well as the many books and articles she has perused throughout the years. She is an archaeologist of racial memory, living a life of adventure and variety. And in her series, Mara uses fantasy and visionary fiction genre to build a new mythos around this lost civilization. Her work illustrates the warning signs that lead to the fall of civilization and what can perhaps be done to overcome it. So I want to welcome you to the show, Mara. Thanks. It's good to be welcome, here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so you have so many talents. You're a singer. You're very intuitive. You're a, you are, I first met you, I would say it's probably about 15 years ago in, the, in our community in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was gravitating to you because I found out your name was Commander Dazzle, <laughs> which is definitely <laughs> up my alley because I believe life is a sparkle party and we're all here to shine and sparkle. And that was also part of your mission. So we have aligned missions. So tell us how you started <laughs> with that name. How did you become Commander well, Dazzle? Yes, we were instant allies. And anybody yes. that has to do with the sparkle and the dazzle is, is automatically my, you know, in my Protein. Protein. <laughs> exactly. um, Commander Dazzle came about. Uh, there's a, it's kind of a long story, but I'll just go with the abridged version. And okay. basically, it's the superhero persona of myself. And that yes. when I moved to to Los Angeles, and I I went into the deep underground recesses of the human experience, and and found some really amazing creative people and started creating um, spaces like salons and parties for them to congregate and you know, holding space, you know. And so uh, that was where the commander part came from because I was commanding the troops. And I always said I was an Ashtar Command ground uh, commander. <laughs> so I was yeah. here to s- spread the, the vibes and um, wrangle in the troops. And so the, where the dazzle, the commander dazzle thing comes from is that I'm a superhero and I command everybody to dazzle. Mm-hmm. 
loving that. And it's spelled Commander, ca- capital K-A, and then man- like hyphen Mander, right? And the K-A stands for something, which is... Yeah, well, it stands for the soul. How so. about that? That's a good... I love that part. Well, all of that is because of Facebook, because uh, it used to be Commander was spelled correctly, but then they wouldn't let me have a military title for my first name, so I changed the spelling. Oh, okay. And then it, it because worked that's out a military. Perfectly. If you were a commander, that would mean you're a real. Uh, what would that be? Captain or a, com- a commander? Yeah, that's a real title. Commander. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it was a name, pop- so I, I just kind of. <laughs> but everything And then you did you so. research ka, ka and it means spirit or something or? No, it just mean, ended up being that way. <laughs> ka is a oh, I'm going to you soul. said something about that story. It was a long time ago, though. Well, I was on a plane coming to Chicago. I'm here for a week with my relatives because there's a lot of family parties, graduations, Father's Day, and I usually go home twice a year. Even though I've been living in L.A. for the last 19 years, I love coming home and saying hi to my family. And on the plane, there's this movie called The Origins of Meow Wolf. And have you have you been there or heard of it, Mara? I have heard of it. I know it's George Martin uh, that produced it. So it sort of reminds me of what you were saying, how in L.A. you created this underground community of creatives and artists and a place to hang out and shine. And that is mm-hmm. the home, that was the origins of this incredible space called Meow Wolf that ended up having a lot of real money put into it. Now it's this incredible adventurous art installation that is interactive and it's such an interesting mm-hmm. story to see the. It would be like it was kind of like seeing our friends, like all these Burning Man people that are just getting together and talking about art, and then all of a sudden it becomes mm-hmm. in five years this world destination that everyone comes to. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So I'd love to talk about your book, The Shadows of Atlantis, and how you started getting fascinated with Atlantis. And were you always good at writing, like creative writing as a child? Yeah, I I was always. I have both of my parents are writers. So I've, I've, oh, just, yeah. I've always been really just kind of natural at it. I was really, I always thought I was a, um, really into the music. And then, and then at some point I realized I'm, I'm a way better writer than I am a musician. <laughs> Which, oh, well. you know. And, and then I started to focus on that. So. Aren't you from, oh, are you from Chicago originally or no? No, You're I'm from, from Colorado. Southern California, You're from Colorado. but I, I grew up in Colorado oh, for like 20 years, so I'm ah, a Colorado okay. girl. <laughs> you can't Does take the mountains out of the yeah, You can take the girl out of the mountains, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. wait a minute. You do have some mountains, anyways. But when we first met, I remember we realized we had Irish dancing in common. Like, when I was little, mm-hmm. I danced for eight years, and we were like, oh, my gosh, we both do Irish dancing. And that's why I was thinking you're from Chicago. But now I remember that you are uh, from Southern California. You lived in Colorado for a lot of years. And I love Colorado. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. places. So did you it's have, like, a massive spiritual? It's beautiful, right? Denver, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I went, I went on a hot air balloon there one time in Denver with the most beautiful view of all the mountains Ooh. around it. It was so, so breathtaking. Anyway, oh, I'm from a town about... called, like, I got to tell you about Fort Collins really quick. That's where I'm from, and it's such a cool town. If you ever tell get it. a chance, go to Fort Collins. So there you go. <laughs> uh, and so I've seen that sign, but I never went there. I mean, I went to Breckenridge and Vail and all the cool, like, places where people go skiing. <laughs> But I never went to um, in the summer. 
Fort Collins. Yeah, okay. I believe it. Uh-huh. And I, I, I do think Colorado is one of the most breathtaking places in, in the U.S. for sure. In the well, world. now it's got the most progressive government in the entire um, kingdom, I like to say. I say kingdom because I think the of it as a kingdom. <laughs> yes, yeah. because you live in your own fantasy world. Visionary yeah. fantasy. Mm-hmm. So tell me how you started um, having your how did, did you, when was your spiritual awakening was that as a, at a young age or did that come as you started researching yeah. Atlantis or that kind of led that. me to Atlantis. So I was um, I went to a Catholic school, so I was always into the spirituality, and then mm-hmm. I just I just had to you know I, I had to find my own way at, at one point. I, I felt like the you know, not to diss on, you know, Catholicism because it's my family's, they love their Catholicism. It's great. But, like, to me, I feel like everybody has their own path to their truth, you know. And so I I started studying theology when I was a, a 16, you know, younger than that. And I, was, I started going to the library and taking out books in the metaphysics section and I got I started this notebook and started you know here's my section of of uh, reincarnation and here's all this other stuff but I really loved reincarnation and I mm. discovered this guy that named Edgar Casey I think you a lot of you might know that name and he mm-hmm. was a he was a a very well-known uh, clairvoyant that used to do past life readings, he'd go into a trance and read people's past lives, and he did an entire, there was a whole compilation of his readings that were all set in Atlantis. And so I started reading his stuff, and then it, and then it led me down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I went deep for But that years. is that's so incredible. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he was I'm definitely a scholarly person. Yeah, done a lot of reading. Um, is that how you got so smart, doing all that research and at such such a young age? And and your parents were writers. What did they write? What did your parents write about? My mom's a journalist, and she writes about the maritime construction industry. She's an expert on the maritime industry, and my dad writes science fiction. So there you go. Whoa. That's so cool. <laughs> so what genre? So you call this the fantasy slash visionary genre? Is that is that an actual book genre when you're buying books? Uh, well, visionary fiction is a genre. Um, cool. You know, a lot of the like new age stores they they don't have a lot of fiction. They have nonfiction, a lot of stuff about crystals and you know the all the good the good stuff we all like to read about. Um, right, but so I've, for a while I had a hard time approaching metaphysics stores because they would they they wouldn't carry fiction. So it's kind of a weird in between place where I am. I do fantasy. I, I say it's fantasy just so that I can reach a wi- wider audience. But my main audience are is people who understand crystals and and past lives and the spiritual. Because the new age, you know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. new age kid from the 90s, you know. <laughs> I was there for so the harmonic you... convergence, you know. 
Yeah, I remember I saw that on the news in 1987. Is that when it was? 1987 around there? Yeah, that's when the whole new age movement started. Yeah, Yeah, and I remember seeing it on the news, This, you know, because I was raised Catholic too, and, and I had no idea what it was, but I knew I wanted to know these people. All these people dressed in white in the circle going, uh, like tons and tons of people the meditating people. and I was just like what, what is it and I need to be these people's friends <laughs> and I remember I saw something on the rainbow tribe too and I'm like those are my people like I'm stuck in the wrong room mm-hmm. where I'm not these people and I had to move out yeah. west to find my tribe I had to move out west oh, that's great that's great so I want to hear how you got the idea I know you got into um, you know researching Atlantis and got really fascinated went down the rabbit hole so how did you come up with the concept for your book series, The Shadows of Atlantis? Um, that was, uh, that's the kind of a, a life project that's been developing with me as I develop psychologically. Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. about decade or so, or every five years or so, whenever I came to a new realization about life, I would go and change the story that I've started writing a long time ago these characters that, that sort of represent these different parts of me and, and my interaction with the world. And eventually I had the story so developed that I thought, oh, the only other thing I have as developed is my Atlantis research. So I put them together. <laughs> and then that part of me became merged, you know, and then I became more complete and it's just this story that is, it, it's a, it's kind of my life work, you know, it's my magnum opus. So mm. I do other writing and like other stuff, but I've been focusing on my craft of writing for like the last 10 years, pretty much full time. So that's amazing. And you had the books come out several years ago, the, the physical ones. When was that? What year was that? 2015, 16? The, the first time I released it was 2012. And then oh, that was a previous, wow. that was a previous version of it. Like the, the one I thought, I got to just publish this book and then I'll be done and I can move on and do other things. And then, then I looked the at it and I thought, oh, I need to make it better. <laughs> so I'm going to split it up. Uh-huh. And then I'm self-published so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> right. That's like, the beauty of being self-published. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I discontinued that one, and then I, then I released part one of, of this new and fandangled version of it, about in like 2015, and then I just redid it <laughs> this past Christmas. So, I'm just one of those people who just keeps trying to make everything better that I already did. And in a way that's kind of the, I do not recommend that to other writers. So if you're a writer and you're listening, don't do that. (laughs) I love that you can do that, you know, because it's your world and you're creating what you want, but imagine artists like having their, their work in a gallery and then they go in at the end of the month and like add more stuff to it. And then they put it up in another gallery. (laughs) You know, we can do that. There's no reason. No one can say what we do. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. You know, we all have our things we do, and we can make fun of ourselves, right? (laughs) Exactly. And it's that's what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that serious. I mean, we're sharing. Yeah. We're sharing our art, and it's Mm -hmm. you know, it's it is personal, but it is also a gift for the collective, and it's a celebration and. 
I saw your trailer with, and I've seen that, you know, with Diana Carr and Gabri- Gabriella, um, mm-hmm. Gabrielle, sorry. <laughs> yeah, those two, yeah, like, pretty much started dating after that, and they have a baby now. So we've made this whole beautiful Atlantis trailer, and then we and made those guys stand there and look into each other's eyes adoringly. <laughs> and they forever. actually fell in love and made a baby. Yeah. Wow. So Good job. You must have used your magic wand for that one. So that baby really wanted to be here. It's probably an Atlantis baby, right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't even met the baby yet. I, hey, I got to meet that baby and put that out. Yeah, there. That, that baby <laughs> was partially here because of your magic. You could be the fairy godmother, like in Sleeping Beauty. Anyways, um, it's a nice one. No, not the not Melissa. Yeah, the nice one. Okay, I'll be the Angelina Jolie one. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wait. Oh, that movie looks good. It's coming out. That that one is Maleficent too. Whatever is it's coming out too. Yeah, that's really that was incredible. I love that movie. So let's talk about. Um, are was that trailer because it, you wanted to make it into a film and you wanted to send it and get it, you know, option or to get it to the right people to get them to see your vision or what was the purpose of the trailer to promote the book? Well, there's a few reasons why I did the trailer. One of them is that book trailers are kind of a thing now. So it's a, mm. it's a whole marketing thing. And, and so, you know, there's a book trailer out there. It's got quite a, a I've had it, of course, I've redid it. <laughs> and I've, I have this great editor that I, that I live with. He's my friend and, and, uh, like he's part of the project now and, and he just took it and redid it. And now it's like this amazing, it's amazing thing. And he, he actually works for that show, the magicians it's on sci-fi and they yeah, just started shooting cool. today. So shout out for the magicians they're shooting. <laughs> Season five. Yeah. So, so I've got cool. some magicians magic throw, on my Yeah, thing. exactly. So are mm-hmm. you wanting to have it made into a film? Yeah, I mean, I, of course. I, I would love that. That's that's uh, that's one of the things. Actually, today I was thinking about what am I gonna, what what's my Atlantis pitch? And and I've got a number of different stories that that can go into TV. Different like it's kind of a Star Trek. It's a big enough to be a Star Trek universe. What I've got. It's just this mm-hmm. giant metaphysical world. It's Edgar Casey's Atlantis, basically mixed with it's it's very very metaphysical it's got all crystals and you know crystal technology and different oming and chanting and <laughs> i was just so mixing edgar, we were just edgar mixing casey. the audiobook so edgar casey channel about that those things those are what edgar casey's atlantis looks like channeling chanting and crystals and uh-huh. tell yeah. me more what else what is uh, what else did edgar casey say about atlantis well, he talked about this concept called the Great Crystal. That was that was what powered their civilization, and it, it was also eventually what destroyed it, according to him. And it was mm-hmm. the, or more like the misuse that um, humans misused this powerful gift that was given to them by nature. And so my whole thing has a theme that connects this whole climate change and. Um, you know, our responsibility as stewards of nature 
you know, into this civilization that's crumbling because it's, they're not, we're not, we're not, honoring you know, honoring nature. We're not doing, that's our number one job here on this planet, mm-hmm. according to mm-hmm. Atlantis and in my story, you know. And, and Yeah. And we're failing miserably. So that's what I was <laughs> going to ask you we? next. Was a, by the way, um, I heard that the Bermuda uh, Triangle has three of those massive crystals from Atlantis in a triangle, and that's what causes planes to disappear and people to disappear and go in, into the wormholes. Have you heard that? Yeah. Do you think it's true? There's a lot of different discussions of that. I, my favorite author on that is Charles Berlitz. He's, he also did a really amazing book about Atlantis. He's very well researched and he, and he puts out this really interesting concepts. But one of the, he, I think he was one of the ones that was talking about there being a, a crystal there that there was a dimensional fracture that had something to do with the fall of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. Edgar Casey also said that Atlantis was in that area, in the Bahamas and the Florida and all that. But there, so. there are other people who say it was in Greece, like Santorini, that area. Is that possible? I mean, or is that Lemuria? Or do you know oh, anything on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different. My whole I, concept, the, the one that I follow, is that. There's every single pre-Diluvian civilization that's been discovered is just called Atlantis. <laughs> like you know, it's like uh, like like Kleenex, like we call tissues Kleenex. <laughs> At least that's just right. my joke about it. But it's like you know, like here's those Yonaguni uh, in Japan underwater pyramid that you know we'll, we'll call that the Atlantis of Japan. And then, and then there's the the Indian the, the uh, ruins that were supposed to be Hanuman's bridge, and you know there's there's all sorts of stuff all over the world. Um, but Lemuria traditionally is supposed to be yeah uh, in the Indian Ocean. Oh, okay. that's a continent that was there. I've also heard a red stuff where it, that it was in the Pacific, so all those Pacific islands and. And all that stuff was maybe supposed to be Lemuria, but that's been called Mu also, M-U. Right, Mu. Mm-hmm. So, I remember seeing that. Do you it's a giant can of worms. It is. I mean, it's like a magical, well, it's more of the, like you're saying, the tunnel, the what, you know, going through that um, rabbit hole that it never ends because there are infinite resources, infinite takes on it and, have you read any of Graham mm-hmm. Hancock's books, like The Fingerprints of the Gods? Oh, yeah. or oh, I love the greatest. him. So, so. He is he's, the greatest. I'm a huge fan. We're Facebook fans. Definitely. He always comes mm-hmm. out to these, these conferences, and they think, I need to go and re- go up to them and be a groupie, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Graham, can I have your autograph? <laughs> Well, people are going to be coming up to you to ask for your autograph soon. So your book is going to be audio book released shortly, right, this month? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've just been mixing it in the studio. And, um, is it, it done in your voice? Within the next month or so. No, there's this uh, 
I, I auditioned a bunch of narrators and I had all the fans pick their favorite and they picked this one narrator but by a landslide it just happened to be the one person I knew that I said put in an audition <laughs> so I know her and so we had a, a, a easy back and forth you know where and she's really meticulous like I am so we were it, she it, did an amazing job her name is Sarah Cancer oh I don't think I know her She's a, well, I look forward to fantastic. Yeah. She's right really good. She's got a voice like honey. It's like this liquid honey. Ooh, my, I love that. Way cooler than my voice. <laughs> so you have a great voice too, Mom. But so pe- she'll draw people into this magical world with her voice like honey dripping and yeah. making you feel well, all ma- wrapped up and sweet. <laughs> and my main character is a musician. And so there's oh. parts in it where he sings, and she sang those parts. She created these songs around wow. the the words that I did, and it just sounds so great. We were just Is that listening be to on it in the Audible? studio. Yes, but not yet. Oh, so if people that are listening to this show can't <laughs> really sign up to get my book yet, but <laughs> there's other oh, ones. What, next month? Well, you'll keep us updated. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's exciting. And so what else are you, so you were working on, or you, you already finished the part two and that's at the editor right now getting, getting completed. Yes. So it's what's taken the, what, a rather about the dark, second book? it's taken a dark turn, the story. Uh-oh. And I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's very much like reflecting what's going on in the world right now. And, well, let's pull that all but, together. How is it reflecting what's going on in the world right now? Well, you'll have to read it. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, you, know, you talked like, about. Okay. Go ahead. Well, whenever I'm writing, there's everything I'm writing is based on either stuff I'm that's going on in the world or experiences I'm having or or whatever, you know. So there's little things all throughout where you can know if you really know history, you can, or, you know, what happened in like 2015 or 2014, you know, it's like, you know, that like there's police brutality in it that, that was based on all those riots that happened during the Obama administration and, uh-huh. And just, wow. you know, just stuff like that. I, I follow politics, so a, a lot of my stuff is uh, it's, it kind of falls into a political allegory as well. Yeah, you're drawing so. parallels between our current our, our current yeah. world and this fictional book, but it's based on it's based on what's actually going on. But in a it more is. fun way, yeah. would you say? It's an Way more story, fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's an awakening. The first one is called Awakening. And mm-hmm. so they're all shadows of Atlantis, like the series. It's like Star Wars, right. you know. But then then the first one is Awakening. And and the second one is Symbiosis. And they're all Ooh, based on symbiosis. this process. Yeah. So it's based on this process that these characters go through. Um, can, like Awakening, there's a there's a... Part of the, like, there's a generation, basically, that has been uh, 
born into Atlantis who are supposed to be the, like the upgrade, the genetic upgrade. And so it's their job really to overcome this, these dark, these shadows that have come to live in their crystal grid, which is run by the psychic connection of all the people. <laughs> so it's like, but what are the shadows? The shadows are like the psyche of all these people. It's their denials. It's their fears. It's their, you know, and guilt. Yeah, and they're parasites, and they come and they latch on to people, and they and they, so it's got a real dark. Whoa! These books are dark, but they're yeah. they're also very light yeah. because the people that are going through this awakening process are they they attract a soul crystal, and these soul crystals are are you know they learn how to communicate with these crystals, and then they they can do all these different things like. Uh, you know, create light and sound out of these crystals. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't so believe they, crystals are important, every computer has a crystal, every phone, cell phone has a crystal, the world is run off crystals. <laughs> they are very powerful in our technology. They are very powerful. Remember and when, uh, What? I can tell you this because all you guys, because she, she, she and I have a very good friend, Annalisa, who passed away this year, who's an angel now. And mm-hmm. I, I got this amazing crystal from her after, you know, her memorial. There was crystals that, of hers. And I got guided to get this one big crystal. And right now, the sun is shining into my window and illuminating this crystal. Wow. <laughs> As I'm talking to you guys about this, Hi, Annalisa. this crystal technology. Oh, that's so Hi. magical. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Well, I got, we love Annalisa. Beautiful. We love you, Annalisa. And I'd love for all of us <laughs> to use our power of our collective intention to imagine Mara's book becoming just a household name. Everyone is seeing it. Everyone's watching the movie. Everyone is watching the TV spinoff shows. Everyone gets it. And it's going around the world and just seeing it be on fire. Because I see that oh. for you, Mara. And it's so happening, and you are, I mean, and look at all your connections that you currently have. It's just in the works. It's absolutely happening. And Annalise is helping from the other side. What more can we ask yeah. for? So I'm excited for you. And if you guys want to buy the book, you can go to Amazon.com and type in Shadows of Atlantis, and you can buy it there, and they'll ship it to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Or go to my website, shadowsofatlantis.com. There's some okay. fun bloggery there. I, I I write a lot of really crazy stuff about Atlantis on my blog. So. And so you, they can find you on. Yes, you can also follow her on Facebook.com forward slash Shadows of Atlantis. And then there's mm-hmm. a Shadows of Atlantis group on Facebook and Instagram. Same thing, Shadows of Atlantis. So. Follow Mara if you're interested and stay in touch with her. She is, is there on your website, can they sign up for a mailing list and you send them a link when the audio book comes out or how does that work? Or you want them to send you a yeah. message? And oh yeah. If you sign up or if you follow me on um, Instagram or Facebook, then you're going to know. <laughs> I, Yay. Yeah. Let Unless us know. I must see my stuff but, or whatever. Yeah. But you can sign up on my, on my website too, from, on my email list. Awesome. So that check that out, shadowsofatlantis.com. And now we're at the second half of our show, and we're going to be taking calls live for readings. 
Listen to the International Angels Network six days a week where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. We also take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcast on iTunes, Pinterest, Potable, Claire FM, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Our online radio network has started a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs to expand their businesses. Uh, International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide. You can sign up at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. I am Shishi O'Donnell, and I love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program, and I also love helping people to connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through my angel readings. For info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, Divine Guidance Readings with an S dot com. You can find me on uh, Facebook. I'm Shishi O'Donnell with a hyphen, S H E hyphen, S H E, or Angel Shishi on Instagram. And all our shows are also on YouTube Live. We'd love for you to go ahead and go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, subscribe, and click the bell icon, and then you'll get notifications of our shows coming on and for every hundredth subscriber you will be entered into a drawing for free gift. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or Mara. And um, we have some callers on the line already. So we have Keisha. Are you there? Keisha from Arizona. Hello. Hi, Keisha. Hi. How can I help you today? How's it going? Wow, I didn't even think of a question. Can I get a general question? I don't know. Sure. General <laughs> reading? Yeah, we'll yes. see. What yes. do the angels general want reading, to yes, ma'am. <laughs> Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> Are you the same Keisha who called in last week? I probably was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably were. How's it going with your job search? Um, okay, but um I'm kinda like um I don't know, I'm just taking this time to type like rest. I don't feel like Did you say rest right now? Yes, rest. Did you say that is the taking a break? Honey, I just literally the first the first part I pulled for you is rest. Really? (laughs) Rest. And so this is so it's not just sleep. You're getting into a space of silence, and the other card I pulled is higher consciousness. They want you to meditate, get into silence, Mm -hmm. and not make any false moves where you're just like ah picking the next thing that randomly comes along. The two, the other cards I pull are look inside yourself, and the other card is explore your options. It's time to look at other possibilities. It's a good time to make changes. So you don't want to just take the first thing that's not resonating. You want out of fear and just need to pay the bills. You have a moment to take a break and rest and tune in with your soul and make sure your next move is not coming from like a space of fear, but rather a space of love. What do you love to do, and what are you here for? Like, that's why it says look inside yourself. So your angels and guides want you to excavate that part of you, your soul, your authentic self. Start taking pictures from magazines that interest you. You don't even know why. Something about it, you like it. You just see it and it's inspiring or you like that color. Just start grabbing things. Let your soul communicate with you, you know, by who, you know, telling you what you love. Just start focusing on all the things you love. That would be a great use of your time during this, you know, free job part. Um, mm-hmm. 
to to be exploring your options and also to go anything that you're curious about that is a particular job, you know, to have the courage to know that you can ask anyone at that company. Are you, if you wouldn't mind not making background noise, it would be great because it's very, I'm hearing a lot of background noise in the kitchen or house, so just sit. No, that's not me. I'm not even, I'm in the bed. Oh, that's not you. I'm resting. Okay, Mara. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably probably me. All right, Okay. Just chill, Um, darling. Maybe you guys can mute me or something. (laughs) Why don't you just mute you? uh, Maybe Claudia can mute you then, yeah, because that is kind of loud and distracting. So, um, Keisha. They're wanting you to, does that make sense, to to look within, follow the things you're curious about, do some informational interviewing. That's why it says explore your options. That means go to a place that you thought, God, I wonder what it would be like to work here. What kind of jobs are here? And then maybe just ask the receptionist, what kind of jobs are here? And, you know, just it's sort of like you, you want to be in a finding out phase. So, and be open to synchronicities and doors opening and people telling you, oh, yeah, I heard about this opening. And and just, you know, the, they want you to ch- not just do the same old, same old thing that you used to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're, just, you're starting from scratch, and you're able to to um, just make sure that your next step is authentic and, uh, and in alignment with your soul. And how do you know that, Keisha? You feel excited about it. That's your basically your gauge. So your right. next step is, is going to be something you're excited about and you feel inspired about. But in the meantime, let your inner child guide you by showing you the things that you're curious about. So okay. thank you for your call, sweetheart, and have a thank great week of me. rest. You do the same. And touch the right. tuning into your soul. Okay. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So we have Jackie from Delaware. Jackie, are you on the line? Yes. Hi, Jackie. Hi what can we do for you? Hi. Um, I I am terrified that I'm going to lose my job. Okay, that's a great place to start because guess what? Is a very prevalent collective unconscious vibe right now is fear and uncertainty. So guess what? You're not the only one. But what all of us are doing as humans are being called to do is to have such a strong, unshakable connection with God, our source, you know, our creator, father, mother, God, however you want to call it, that we would not ever be in a position where we feel terrified. Because you know that if something is happening for you, it is happening, or to you, however you want to look at it, it is happening for your growth and evolution. Now, humans hate change, but the only thing constant in life is change. So we don't love, you know, it is terrifying. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. But the angels want you to let go of that fear and get into faith. So let's just go worst case scenario scenario right now is that you do lose your job. Can you mm-hmm. have the faith to know that it's for a reason and then that means there's something better for you? I mean, I've been through this so many times and I'm I'm a mm. hard worker. Um, yeah. So it would be difficult. Okay. Well, the three cards I'm pulling are, yes, your intuition is correct. Take action accordingly. Treasure chest, an unforeseen windfall of new abundance comes to you now. And wait, don't rush into action right now. Bide your time for better results. So I'm feeling that you can act as if and have your contingency plan in, in place that um, – that that's 
that your job, you are going to not have that job. And be fully open for another door to open. Be fully available for another door to open so that you're not attached to your current job. Because fear around anything is not going to be good in the long run because everything is either fear or love. So we want to transform how you're looking at this. But in any case, this attachment to the current job is making you kind of upset, right, or miserable and not happy because you feel afraid of loss. Right. What if you could be with the uncertainty and reroute yourself into faith? And knowing, I mean, treasure chest is a great card. Shows a little mermaid opening a chest, and there's this beautiful golden light coming out of it. And it's lighting up her face, and that tells me, you know, there's money on the other side of this that you wouldn't be making at this current job. <laughs> That's more, you know what I'm saying? So it's not saying you have to do anything and rush around or do anything. It's just energetically be available to letting go of attachment and be open to something new. Does that feel good, or does that still feel scary? I mean, it still feels scary, um, but less scary, I guess. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, I'm in a totally different deck, and I got Windfall of Abundance. So those are two separate cards, and this says an increase in abundance is arriving in many different forms, some of them unexpected. Be open to receiving and know that this abundance comes to you to support your life purpose, health, and charitable work. So I really feel that that you're telling you if it's going to happen, it's because there's more money somewhere else for you, and it's going to be something you'll love more that's more in alignment with, with what you're here to do. Do you feel like your current job is your dream job or something? Or I mean, it's a something I you really, like. I like I like the job. I have a short commute, and I'm on my way to getting licensed um, as a counselor. So all those things like fell mm. into place, and I don't want to lose that. Okay, so you can still, if you don't in that particular job, be be on your path to be licensed as licensed as a counselor, right? Right. So it's not that you have to stay there. Is what That's what I feel. There, I don't feel it's going to be scary. I feel like um, that your intuition that something is not going to necessarily last forever is correct. But you don't have to do any massive actions now. Just be energetically not attached and know that there's not just one way to do this, but there are many ways. And if the angels are going to make this job disappear, it's because they have something better for you. They, they just want you to get your faith back and believe money is coming to you. It's going to turn out. Does that make sense? What was going to turn out? I said money is coming to you. It's all going to turn out. In other words, you're going to I get your job. In okay. But it may not be at that company for that long, and that's great. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to either ask that the angels intervene and transmute all the energy around this current job situation so that you can keep it, if that is in your high, for, for your highest good and for the highest good of all, okay? We're going uh-huh. to ask them to intervene and transmute it. Or if it's not, we're going to ask them to take it away and replace it with something better. Does that feel good to you? Yes. Okay. Did you get all that, angels? Yes, they got it. Okay, they're on it. <laughs> so, Jack, awesome. breathe easy and follow your synchronicities and follow your intuition. So, thanks for your All call. Right. And All right, thank you. Okay, blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, we have Karen from Chicago. Hi, Karen. How can we help you? Yes, hello. Um, my question is, I just started a job, and um, it's a project, and um, I, I don't think I'm going to be there much longer. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't like it. And I'm wondering if you see something else coming up for me. Well, if you don't like it, definitely, you know, it's time to make a change. <laughs> you don't have to. Right. You're not trapped. Like, you're well, the only guilty because that I you're in your own yeah. I, I need, Okay, I need, so yeah. the first card I pulled is Problem Resolved, which shows um, a beautiful angel holding a snake, and it's kind of like what this icky feeling that you have around not liking it, that problem is resolved. The second card I pulled is Laughter. So they don't want you to take this too seriously of um, – you know, you understand that life is like a Candyland game and you have a lot of choices and it's not randomly happening to you, but you have a say in your own life. The other cards I pulled are stay optimistic and empowerment. You're more powerful than you realize. It's safe for you to be powerful. And then the other one, stay optimistic, shows a little mermaid looking at a castle with her eyes fixed on the prize. Your dreams are coming true. Don't quit before the miracle occurs. So what is it that you really want to do? Do you, do you have a vision for something you'd really like to do? I know I want to get a full-time job. That's, that's, that's yeah. key. Okay. And do you believe that's possible, or do you feel that no, you're no, not I sure do. if that's going to happen? Okay. Yes, I am. Good. And so what what field of work do you would you like to be in? Um, more administrative, I think. Administrative. Um, okay, so the two cards are, that I pulled on this topic of your next job is they want you to really focus on the words you're using to describe your situation and the situation of the world regarding money. It says you have the ability to instantly manifest abundance by choosing powerfully positive words. Always describe your own economic situation and the world in loving and optimistic terms. And that is what you attract for yourself and others. And then dreams of abundance. So as you sleep, God, your angels, and your higher self are giving you divinely guided ideas, answers, and solutions. Be sure to record your dreams in a journal because they contain valuable insights that will help you manifest your desires into reality. So do you get, do you ever wake up from a dream and write it down? Yes, sometimes I do, yes. Do you ever go to sleep with a problem on your heart and then you wake up kind of understanding the solution? Yes, sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, well, they're saying they're giving you information in your dreams and um, kind of like the lady who called before you, Jackie, um, there are more options for you. Like they want you also to stay really optimistic and believe, of course, you can get a full-time job. And not only can you get a full-time job, but you can get a job in, in something that you love. You know, and if you hate where you are right now, um, are you opening your mouth and sharing with people in your life that you're looking and with, and to tell tell you when something full time opens up in in the area you want, or are you yes, kind of just yes. hoping you're telling people, okay, yes, because they're telling me that you're going to get your full time job through a friend. So in the meantime, mm-hmm. it's very important to use words. Instead of, I don't have a lot of money, I'm only working part-time, saying things like, that doesn't make financial sense for me right now. Being careful with how you use your words to describe your life. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember what the words were that you used when you first called, but it was something like, I feel I'm in a job I really don't like and I feel stuck. Was it something like that? Yes. So that you're sharing your reality with me right now, and I appreciate your authenticity, and I understand. And... um, 
like the book Think and Grow Rich, it says if you don't have a job, you just sweep floors, but you or anything in action is, and you do it with so much love and care that that you're at a certain vibrational frequency to, to attract a new reality. And so that's important that even though you don't love exactly what you're doing, that it, you're in it and you actively choose it. So while you're there, not to be resisting it because that takes up so much energy, it literally drains all your energy, right? And you need your energy to be able to be energetically available for new doors to open. So they want you to just choose this while you're there and then choose differently when another thing comes to you. But just keep it being in action but with a lot of hope and positivity and the angels are helping you. So, you know, it's coming. You just have to uh, kind of like worry is a prayer of fear. And so not be, not be worried. Just be in a state of relaxing and trust. And when you get that nudge to take action, that's when you take it. But I do feel it's going to come through a friend. So just have this expectant attitude. I know my full-time job is coming to me, and I'm so grateful in advance. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just with full faith and watch that, draw that to you. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yes. Yay. All right, well, I'm seeing you having a beautiful full-time job that you love. And in the meantime, just choose this job and do the best that you can with it and do it with love, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Blessings. Thanks for calling. So we have Lisa from New York. Lisa, are you there? Hello, Lisa? Okay, I guess we don't have Lisa. So, Mar, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. How are you? Hi. So, um, what's going on? Was there anything else you wanted to say about um, your books? Anything at all that you want to talk about? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Do you have <laughs> any other questions? I, you know, it's funny. I don't really have much of a spiel, and so when a lot of the time with with blogs and and podcasts. You you guys always ask me for questions that I want you to ask me, and it's weird. I don't. I like to just wing it. So, you know, if you well, have something got, to tell me before we got on, you talked about um, how you've always been that you're very intuitive, and actually, you wish you could turn it off. Maybe you can share a little about that. Like you, you said, you're hearing uh, voices. Talk about yeah, well, lately it's been getting more intense. Yeah. Well, it's mostly the voices are like I hear some people's thoughts before they say them. So, like I hear them wow. saying something, and, and I think they're saying it. And then, and then I, you know, a lot of the time I'm answering the question before they're even saying it. And it, sometimes so I get impatient with that too because I'm I'm aware <laughs> of what's going on right before it's happening. And, and I'm like, why are you wasting your breath talking when I already know? Right. So I'm an Aries. Like, I, I get that way. You could be jumping timelines and you like already went to the future and saw that happen. And then you're like, Oh gosh, we've Ooh. already done this. And actually you haven't. So I love that idea. When did your spiritual gifts start opening up where you started being more, was it when you were 16 and doing all your, like, I guess as soon as you even say the word Edgar Casey, you basically opened a world, uh, door to another dimension, right? I guess so. 
Well, my, uh, <laughs> I was that way when I was a kid. So when I was mm-hmm. a small kid, I was I was having those kinds of situations. And oh my gosh! I, well, I can't believe weird. I didn't know that. So how what, how is that as a Catholic? Because you're not allowed to believe in reincarnation or metaphysics, or at least I wasn't. You know, growing up, it was like all not not good. Did you tell your parents, or did you tell any have anyone you could talk no, to? No, not really. I mean, I, but I, I, I don't. I've always been a loner, so I don't really talk to people about much of what's going on. Which is why my book is cool, and Facebook is cool because I can actually write my, some of my thoughts down here and there. I don't. I'm not very mm-hmm. good at, at, at sharing with people anyway. So regardless of, like, if you're with me all the time, I'm not going to say. Talk about my spiritual experiences. Hey, I don't know. Just I'm just a hermit. That's how it is. You just what? even I though that I like I'm I'm just a, a hermit. I'm a, I'm a oh, you're you know. a hermit. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard you brag about being intuitive before. <laughs> but here you are. Exactly. You're intuitive I don't, I don't. From childhood. <laughs> yeah, I've always been. Sort of, I don't know. I like hearing other people talk about stuff. Do you think of, um, do you think you're channeling the books from other beings on on the other side, partially, or what do you do? You think it's, it's a combination, obviously, of your own life and your own story. Plus, do you feel inspirations from the other side? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of. Uh, when I when I'm writing, I get into this rhythm, and it's a sort of really high place in my head. Like a, I'm in kind of in a meditative place, pretty much mm. all the time. So it's it's hard to be. I think it's hard to be around me when I'm writing because I'm I just don't I'm I'm even more so like I don't talk <laughs> when I'm writing. Right, I'm done writing right now, so I've been kind of coming out of my shell. Which is why I can yeah. talk to you here on the show. Oh, but if you're in writing mode, you're just like in your own world and like don't bug mm-hmm. me kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm in my space, huh? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, well and then I get in this maybe. really. <laughs> I know I'm gonna come over to your house and play music with you. Yay! I love when you can sing. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice and play guitar. And we both you know some of the Irish American. Uh, thank you. Uh, some of those Irish American yes. songs because our family is Irish. Did we sing Whiskey in the Jar together? Yep. And it's Whiskey in the Jar. And it's Whiskey <laughs> in the Jar. Hey. So. Luck for um, the daddy-o. Luck <laughs> for the daddy-o. There's Whiskey, it's in, whiskey the jar. in the Jar. Whiskey in the Jar. We don't so think about whiskey here on the Angel Show usually. I know, it's not usually. <laughs> Angels right, love whiskey. Love. Hey, if an, if an angel was on the planet, they'd be drinking whiskey. Oh, really? Be well, I'm an angel. <laughs> and I came for the pizza and orgasms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great place for that. You're so, the greatest, um, Kiki. Oh, I'm the greatest? Yes, thank you. are the greatest. You're yes, so good at readings. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we're going to do a group reading for people who are listening and people who listen to the archives later. So I'm just tuning in for a, a message for all of us, the collective. 
And I'm going to pull three cards. One is from the abundance deck. <clears throat> and <laughs> uh, one is from the energy oracle uh, deck. Cool. So the first one is positivity, faith, and optimism. You open the doorway to positive experiences and opportunities with your positive expectations and energy. Do not allow negative energy or temporary setbacks to interfere with the path you're going on. Keep the faith and keep going. So it's easy to try and do things like um, follow a dream and then you have an obstacle, but no one expands unless you are willing to go through those uncomfortable phases where you're you know, expansion is not always comfortable. We don't love change, but that's a, an important part of it, is to be open to the the different energies, the different experiences. A lot of the people who called in today are in a transitionary state, and they're wanting to change their lives and move into something that's more aligned. And that takes something. It takes being open to um, changing and doing things differently. And so it's important to not, like, uh, fall into fear around um, that job that you may not get or money not being there. You want to really expect wonderful, expect the best. You know, if something bad happens, you can ask the quote unquote bad. You could say, I wonder what good will come of this. But it's turning it around. And, you know, even obstacles are there for growth. And then the second part I got is making new friends. Some people feel like, um, you know, they're introverts, they don't have a lot of friends, and or that they have some really good close friends, and if you have one or two really good friends, you're really lucky. And I agree with that to a certain extent. I also believe that when you make new friends with someone, they can open an entire new world of experiences to you. I mean, I can think of many friends who I've made that opened their world to me. I went to a party and met, made friends with their friends, and some of their friends became my best friends. As you know, Mara, this is true. There's all these beautiful other areas. So making new friends and being open to making new friends. Every time you leave the house, you can be like um, <laughs> every person you meet. <laughs> yes. Every person you meet can be a new friend, a new best friend, a new lover, a beloved, yeah. a, but it's all the human family. So be open to your the friendly universe and be open to making friends and having your life transformed through new relationships and new experiences. Thank you so much, Mara, for being here. It was wonderful talking to you and having, and I wish you the best with your books coming up. Thank you, Shanti. And let us know when the audio book comes out and get it on Amazon, Shadows of the Planet. Have a great week, everyone. Blessings.